0: hey guys welcome to another episode of uncut with colby and andrew today we're on episode seven
1: i know lucky number seven yeah i love it and we want to shout out pacific business news they did a little write-up on their digital and their print publication so that's really exciting
0: yeah weren't you like 40 under 40 last year as well
1: yeah last year so that was a huge honor Uh and so they've been just a great partner and been doing some stuff with them and just a place where i get all my hawaii business news same
0: yeah Yeah. it's, it's such a good resource and especially since they focus in hawaii you know yeah yeah our market
1: yeah it's super like informative and inspirational too
0: shout out to you guys thank you so to to our guest today we have rihanna stelberg Mm -hmm. also known as Mm Tidabyte, awesome creator entrepreneur um she she does everything
1: she does i feel like she has done so much Uh in her career she's she was like a journalist Mm -hmm. and then into djing uh like, started her own business and, like, became a nurse. I mean, mm-hmm. so many things.
0: And now she is a spiritual healer. Mm-hmm. So she's she's been, you know, for a long time. But mm-hmm. finally, she's reaching out and starting her own thing. And um, her goal is to guide and heal others, which is yeah. an, uh, an awesome story that she t- yeah shared.
1: Yeah. So it's so powerful. And she even pulled cards for us, too. Yeah, that was my was first experience. Yeah,
0: And, you know, growing up Catholic and, and you know, all these things, like... Before the pandemic, it was all about, like, physical and mental health. Like, mental yeah. health was kind of there. And then during the pandemic, it was, like, mental health. Yeah. And then... It's, big
1: emphasis on that. It
0: was, like, that deeper level of mental health. Like, the spirituality and, like, mm-hmm. what you believe in and, and how it shapes your values and how you... Perform or you know how you how you live.
1: Yeah, I so. went down like a rabbit hole during the pandemic uh-huh. of like yeah, learning about you all me? the yeah. spiritual stuff. I was like, I'm gonna be a healer. Yeah, <laughs> so I remember that. I, I was like, get, <laughs> He's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I'm gonna like help people find their purpose, and he's like, okay, <laughs> but, but it, no we love it i mean just like just learning about it Uh and just being exposed to it it's just like there's so many more layers of spirituality to explore and so like we talk about that in this episode Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and in today's episode you know she gives tips on you know if you want to explore or if you're curious about it what Mm -hmm. to do what not to do and yeah basically just shares her journey on how she got to where she is today
1: Mm -hmm. yeah super inspirational you guys enjoy the episode Hey guys, welcome back to Uncut. Today we have Rihanna Stelberg, who is an amazing DJ, creator, entrepreneur, and healer. So we're just want to talk about all the things with you god thank i you have for so joining. many
2: things
3: <laughs>
0: thank you so for good. um putting us into your calendar and being yes. here yes <laughs>
2: yeah no I'm, I'm happy to be here I'm, I'm so stoked i mean whenever creatives do a podcast together uh-huh. it's like of course you got to listen right uh-huh. especially with giants like you guys uh-huh. So uh-huh. i'm really honored i'm wearing the
0: og mccully about the good shirt oh my
2: gosh
1: i need
0: one of those yeah they, they don't exist have? anymore it,
2: <laughs> no we yeah this is done <laughs> that's a done shirt yeah so, megan wears this now
0: to sleep but yeah. you know i gotta i had to wear it today oh i
2: appreciate <laughs> it we were watching about the goods on um, videos yesterday oh, and it nice. was just kind of like reminiscing uh-huh. on, like yeah. everything we've done
1: You've done so much yes. getting into your journey. Well, so first, my first question is, how did you get the name tittabyte
2: Oh my gosh. So in college, um, I was working at my college newspaper and my 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 friends, I was expressing to them that I needed to get a new external hard drive. And at the time, one terabyte just came out, like terabyte yeah. came <laughs> out. And I was like, I think I need to get one tittabyte And they're like, tittabyte <laughs> They're like, so convenient. like, what do you mean Tidabite? I'm like, that's what it's called, right? No, t- terabyte and like (laughs) oh oh, that's so good so that's initially where it came from and then it just kind of worked out you know tita being from hawaii but also tita being Mm -hmm. half filipino so it just it worked out and also like tech stuff Byte that's yeah. awesome, yeah. I, I need a terabyte yeah. Is that like one, unlimited storage? yeah. No. yeah. One t- yeah. <laughs> you can get like
1: eight yeah I, know. Yeah. yeah.
2: I do have 16. one external, yep. I have an <laughs> eight now. It's 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 wild. Technology is a wild, but yeah, that's where the now, now
0: from. I'll never say it as terabyte, yeah. Just be yeah. like, oh, I got my 50 tera, uh, tittabyte driver, yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: See, so you started doing journalism and video. Band.
2: Right. So that I, I got my degree, um my bachelor's in journalism from HPU and I was at the time writing on and taking photos for Honolulu Star Advertiser. Oh, so I did the Pulse when it was, you know, still in action. And then um what else did I? I wrote for Contrast Magazine. Oh, yeah. Yep. RIP OG. And, and then, uh, the OG. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um yeah, I was I was already doing a lot of things by the time I graduated. Like it was that was always writing first and then everything else started following so like Mm. video editing got into there which is how i met you yeah yeah (laughs) she said it for philip supreme
1: i (laughs) I just learned that this morning i'm like wait what you did wedding too yeah done everything yeah so
2: yeah so like in college i got my minor in multimedia and i i just loved like doing a bunch of different things and like showing content in different ways in different formats so i still do it to this day for my own stuff though uh-huh. this time yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. like this
0: day and age you crazy. need to be able to make content I for yourself for other people we just talked about that mm-hmm. yeah room. the yeah. importance content of like king. making content yeah mm-hmm. yeah
2: it's crazy yeah. it's a blessing and a curse like mm-hmm. being able to know how to do that because now you either have to do it or like you have to find someone who will do it better than you, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Or someone's gonna do it better, right? And then yeah, exactly. Knock you out of the game. Exactly.
1: So. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then you became a DJ. Yeah. yeah so how did that come about? Oh my
2: gosh. So it started cuz I started dating a DJ, hey. which is one thing and I was um taking photos in the hip hop scene at the time and um I saw this really handsome guy and he oh. was DJing. <laughs> yeah. And it was so funny cuz honest I just I just want to throw this in real quick cuz like I just never thought I would get married to a Filipino guy. I was very much like, I remember that. I remember you saying no that. Yeah. no I Filipino mean-
0: shout out to robin i'll cut this little clip for you <laughs>
2: <laughs> and like he um yeah he was like the go-to for all the underground hip-hop shows and like um once we started dating i started like giving him music you know like i kept giving like that and that was my thing mm-hmm. like um when i was working for contrast i would always do a roundup of the music i was a digger for music oh, sick. and um you know i had written about music for so long like i got to interview um odd future and like all these things so it was, it was cool you know to be able to share that yeah. so you've been in love the language exactly. So yeah exactly yeah. i was doing music journalism for over 10 years uh-huh. you wow know? so to me it wasn't a big like Shift. jump yeah. right a lot of people thought it was though, which is funny, but um, I was sharing music with him one day and I was trying to get him to create a mix of all the music I, I curated and he was like, why don't you just learn how to DJ? Oh, nice! Yeah. <laughs> so he taught me the basics, like starting from records, so uh-huh. beat matching. And then he taught me every single format so that I would be ready no matter like what situation I was Sick. in. Yeah. Which is a lot of, a lot of DJs don't have that background, especially mm-hmm. young DJs, you know? Mm-hmm so yeah that's that's and then it just it's crazy after that and
1: then you blew up as a dj and then that's like what i think a lot of people would
2: associate me with yeah right yeah and i i had no idea like, yeah i
0: was about to say like did you i mean you probably had no idea you i had just went no with the idea flow.
2: yeah like i just i feel like i really just stuck with my sound and like I was pretty selfish about it like no like people would request music and be like no you Mm. know it depends what it is like I always say that that's my line and like to it was such a selfish and vulnerable not selfish but like
0: Sometimes you got to be selfish though. Yeah, it's, when you're, like, building well, yeah. your craft. Because you, yeah, are,
1: you are creating it. It's me. I'm exactly. curating it. Yeah. Right, right. right. And like you're not I, just, like, an iPod. <laughs>
2: right, exactly. I'm not a jukebox. I think I was just very adamant about my sound uh-huh. and um, the integrity I held with it. And it, it was such a vulnerable space for me, you know. Like, before then, I never would be on a stage alone. Like, that would have freaked me out, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But... DJing brought me there. DJing has brought me to different cities to play in. That's and crazy. DJing has connected with me to, like, different people, uh-huh. you know, and artists and stuff. So it's it's really uncomfortable, but it has been the most um, rewarding career. Such a big part yeah. of growth. Though. Yeah.
0: Like, being uncomfortable, being out of your so
2: comfort zone. So uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I had anxiety every time before a show like Uh
1: because you're up there everybody's like eyes on you yeah it's like all the lights like coming in yeah yeah the atmosphere for this whole party right
2: and like no one cares like about the opening dj but they kind of care if you suck
0: exactly yeah yeah that's what they'll remember (laughs) they'll remember that so
2: like just having to like balance the two and so like i remember whenever i would open because at the time i was um the resident for republic so every time i open up for a show i'd like go to the bar and be like give me four shots (laughs) that because i needed to like calm down right Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's been such a wild ride
1: (laughs) what's like one show that really sticks out in your mind
2: billy eilish for Ooh,
0: sure that was quick oh, yeah. yeah this is before she was billy eilish
2: no she this was um the time she came here oh yeah 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 and we had like that tsunami scare mm. so like a lot of people thought the show wasn't gonna happen oh yeah I but then it that. happened so mm-hmm. the streets were like dead you know oh sick getting crazy it was sold out it was so crazy she sold that place out republic out and i think for me what made me feel like honored to open for her was that she chose me oh so crazy people you know people djs who do want to open you know they have to submit it to the artist management mm-hmm. and i don't know she chose me like like oh you know billy did but someone chose me on uh-huh. her team that's, and that's like, that was huge for me right mm-hmm. and like my my stepkids at the time there were so they were they were like in the same age group so they loved Billie eilish Mm. so i was able to bring them with me awesome and be on the you know Uh the stage on the side Uh and like just see their stepmom basically fucking kill it on stage hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah no no, yo you're good you're good yeah but it was that was the most like receptive audience i've ever had in my whole entire dj career like a lot of them were young but they like were down Mm -hmm. for whatever musical journey i was taking them on and um just the reaction and the feedback was like it was so gratifying you know Mm -hmm. and um i just remember looking over to my stepkids and like just seeing how proud they were yeah, i'm gonna yeah. get emotional yeah yeah that's amazing like, yeah uh like they won't probably at the time they won't they, they're probably thinking oh that's cool but like later probably when they're in their 30s they're gonna be like damn my stepmom did that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. cool you know uh-huh. so like and we that, got to see it too yeah, yeah and experience it and um yeah i will always remember that show it was and she was such a great performer you know mm-hmm. like she killed it mm-hmm. she was amazing yeah so yeah that was that's like the show for sure nice (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) so
0: you talk about like this journey and everything and it's it's so cool because you know i've known you as a dj and then as a business owner as well you know so you and robin started a brand Mm -hmm. and it's so cool to see your dynamic and your relationship and how you guys bounce ideas and just work with each other and all that so how how does that work and tell us about about the goods
2: i think When I met Robin, he was selling t shirts out of his trunk and he was designing them. So every first Friday he would play at Soho in Chinatown and then he would release a T shirt along with it from his friend. Right, which was so dope. And I like it like struck something in me. Cause I had never dated anyone that was like that, who had like that same work ethic as Mm -hmm. me, you know? And, um, it was just so cool to kind of like help him. Like I wanted to help him, you know? So I started taking photos. I started Mm -hmm. helping him design and I I love that flow. And then we would get excited, like talking ideas and all that thing. Yeah. All of it. And I just, I had never met anyone like him like that. Not even like a a coworker like that, you know, to to feel someone's passion like that was crazy Mm -hmm. so um what ended up happening was like he got offered like a space and like um you know of course I was down to help him and like that was like his dream to Mm -hmm. open up a store like a clothing store um and he had experienced it like when he was younger but not his own so I Hopped in on that ride with him, you know, because obviously I was courting him, like for one thing, (laughs) right? And I wanted to show him I was down, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. And it was, (laughs) I will just say, it was a very, it was a, a learning experience um balancing the two being boyfriend girlfriend and then being business partners and like mm-hmm. at the time we weren't married we weren't engaged or anything and we had a lot of growing pains you know because we were figuring out our relationship right. too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like learning each other in the work capacity and for a long time like it was hard to find out those boundaries so we learned a lot through mm-hmm. that you know yeah, that's awesome yeah so it's it's we still get on those little rifts where we. have shooting ideas with each other which is really exciting but now it's in the the djing aspect which is nice you know Mm -hmm. so yeah he's a guy (laughs) he put he really pushes me and challenges me like in in all aspects you know which is
1: that's a good partnership though exactly it's a long yeah it's Mm
2: -hmm. the foundation that i Mm -hmm. didn't think i needed you know Mm -hmm. i thought it had to be all separate but he he um yeah he taught me a lot with that you know i know i taught him too but you know yeah yeah no,
0: it's, it's such like a balance and it like, really you know, is like going through like our careers and everything you feel like right. things need to be separate you know all this stuff but it's like so nice to have like a supportive partner and be able to bounce ideas yes. back and forth and yes, and yes yeah. Yeah, they challenge exciting. you too yeah. yeah yeah
1: that's truly like a life partner at that point it it's is like you get me and yeah. like in in career in my creativity yes in my goals yeah
2: and-, and like i think the best part which i never experienced in any of my relationships was like he he understood like whenever i had to go get work done or if i'm sitting at the computer or like if i have to go dj or if i'm out late like he just he trusts and he like knows what it is you know which mm-hmm. i i didn't have that kind of security with anyone you know and it's because he, he's a DJ, too, so he understands, you know?
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. I, I love that Um, seeing couples like you guys and, like, hearing about and, like, even because a lot of couples, I feel like they go to their nine-to-five, like, go their separate ways, mm-hmm. and they never get to see each other yeah. in their element. Yeah. And, like, you know, if you get to see each other doing the thing that you're passionate about it's like there's a different level of respect and admiration all of a sudden yes Mm -hmm.
2: yes exactly like hype each other up. yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. so cool yeah and like um it's so interesting because so i got to dj the do over which is like a national Mm -hmm. party right so sick yeah which is that has been my dj bucket list item for ever since i started playing and um and usually the way it works in dj culture is that you get asked you get asked to play but this time i was like hell no i'm gonna ask like, yeah, i'm yeah, gonna yeah. be asked because like i don't know when I'm, how long i'm exactly. gonna be teaching yeah. for and like i will beat myself up if i don't just inquire and you just know wait. yeah and yeah. what's the worst i can hear no mm-hmm. yeah, okay yeah. then i'll move on with my life uh-huh. right mm-hmm. so i asked and then i, I got it you Sick. know yeah. and like just seeing Robin the entire time while I was DJing was like the cutest thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was behind, and I've He's never so, seen, so proud. Yeah, I've I haven't seen him like that in a really long time because you know, like I kind of scaled back on DJing, so for me playing and then he's like in the back of me like recording my entire set with the biggest grin on his face (laughs) and i just kept looking back you know like it was it was a moment that i'll never forget
1: oh so sweet so you guys closed the shop yes and then you went into nursing
2: i know (laughs) so we will talk about tarot but Mm -hmm. tarot cards i've been reading tarot ever since i was a child and i at the time when i didn't have a therapist i used it as a self therapy kind mm-hmm. of um technique and um a where lot did of
1: you, where did you learn that because that's not something yeah, like did I you grow like up with most that? kids would know yeah. what is this like def- my nine-year-old definitely yeah. never seen it before
2: so um i grew up catholic and um my mom it was so weird like with a lot of filipinos you know she with the spanish colonizing philippines you know a lot of their traditions and everything kind of got lost you know and went more into the catholic route Mm -hmm. so uh, Pre colonization, there was a lot of like witchy stuff going Mm -hmm. on, you know, like a lot of the practices that Filipinos would use, or at least my mom and my grandma would do, were witchy stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would be into Palmistry. My mom, she would go to psychics. And I went to a Catholic school, you know, and she wouldn't even bat an eye when I would come home with like witchcraft books or anything like that. You know, she just she wouldn't ask anything she actually asked me to read her palm like here can you learn this book so that you can read my palm and i'm like okay like <laughs> but i couldn't get into it uh-huh. and then my cut co- you know you always have that one cool cousin yeah yeah, right? you look up to <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like she takes, she's so cool she's like into all the cool things and i really love like which um videos and movies like that was just always my jam when i was a kid so when um my cousin like brought out tarot cards i think i was like eight Mm-hmm. When that I happened, I got to do that too. Yeah, <laughs> and she was like, "Here, why don't you read for me?" And I was like, "I don't even know what this is." And I was like, "I just saw the pictures on the car, so mm-hmm. I just started like flipping cards and like reading them for her." And then she was like, "Shook," you know, because it was real. And I don't know what's going on in her life. She was a teenager at the time, mm-hmm. you know, so she wasn't comfortable sharing things. So I, um, yeah, that that was when it started. And then I started reading for family, friends. For a long time, and then it wasn't until I opened up the store, you know, that I started reading for other people Mm. who would come in. Then in Chinatown, it got so intense that people wouldn't even come in for the clothes anymore to buy clothes. Uh They came in to get get readings from me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So first Friday, I started doing tarot card readings. You know. So back to why I closed the store, I pulled tarot. I did tarot for myself and the same card kept coming up on different occasions and when that happens that means that you didn't address it Mm -hmm. or it didn't happen yet oh that's Mm -hmm. crazy so i had the tower card and the tower represents destruction and just the falling of something and i could feel it within me but i wasn't sure what Uh i knew i was burnt out from the store because at that point i was there every single day my relationship, like it, it just it was so tense because again that navigating between girlfriend, boyfriend, and mm, business, business partner, partner was hard, and I just mm. I was looking for that commitment. Like, are we getting married, bro, or what? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, lock this down in, or what? <laughs> I'm in the shop with you. Like, I'm on the lease. What's going on? You know, so there's a lot of that, uh-huh. and I could feel that within me, and I I just started getting resentful for uh, the store being oh. there. You know, because I felt so limited, and that's yeah. my thing. Like if I feel like held down and I don't like it, you Mm -hmm. know? So the tower came up. I'm like, oh my God, don't tell me. I have a feeling I know what this is. And then the third time it came up, I'm like, fuck, I have to close the store i you, have to so close you the kind store of knew, you knew I when knew you saw already. it yeah you like, kind of like knew yeah. i knew because it you know the card it looks crazy it's like a structure like a tower mm. and it's falling apart and people are jumping off of it oh, you know? it's really, and it's on yeah, fire yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. intense and the only place that i felt like that in my life was at the store uh-huh. you oh, know yeah. and like I just, I felt like chapter closing, but again, it was hard because my relationship was really tied into that chapter. So it's like, is my relationship going to end if our business ends? Mm. You yeah. Know? So
0: how, how was that? Like, you know, how <gasps> did Robin take it?
2: Oh man, it was, it was so crazy. Like at the time, like we were still waiting for like our collection to drop, like the mm-hmm. timing Yeah. I remember that. It. I was just
0: like, oh, it was kind of out of nowhere. Yeah.
2: We were waiting. We were waiting for a, such a long time and I saw it as an out and, um, the, you know the building was owned by a mainland company mm-hmm. and they were giving us a hard time you know mm-hmm. rent was so expensive over there it just it just wasn't working out like mm-hmm. financially right so i told him i was like look we need to close the store and his um kids were moving back too oh, so lots yeah. of changes uh-huh, i'm uh-huh. like we cannot keep this uh-huh. you know like this is this is not supporting us anymore you mm-hmm. know it's it's not fun for me <laughs> anymore right yeah, yeah and i i ex- expressed to him like this was a non-negotiable for me and i think at that point i accepted that my relationship might end uh-huh. you mm-hmm. know and i was just like this is better than like being like this you know yeah. so he understood he heard me he didn't give me any like anger or anything like that because mm-hmm. i know this was his dream so yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, was yeah. hard and i think he knew and um it was just it was hard he he took a while to kind of like every time we pass the street and see the store he'd feel like like he didn't get to do that he didn't get to live out that chapter Uh i did you know because i was there because he was working at kaiser full-time still Mm -hmm. so he didn't get to live out that chapter and he still wants to open up a store and i i told him and i'm like yeah go ahead i just won't be involved <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> you know? and
0: that's that's good you know like you, yeah you've like experienced we, it.
2: we've experienced it we tried it we were great at it you know and it was good well it was good and then i'm I'm good i learned what yeah. i learned from it but right. that was from a tarot card
1: reading. That's- yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's crazy
2: yeah and if i didn't do that i mean we wouldn't be married right now uh-huh. you know right. what i mean like i had to do it mm. yeah.
0: yeah yeah who knows what would have been like yeah. if he still had the shop and you know had those feelings and i all probably that.
2: wouldn't even be here i'd probably be on the mainland honestly oh crazy yeah yeah does
1: he like support the cards and like he didn't give you a hard time like oh i feel like there's a lot of maybe he's hesitant
2: he's he was one of those like reluctant ones but right. it's so funny because like when my girlfriend reads for him like on tarot then he like believes it you mm-hmm. know yeah. so it's it's just me right but he 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 knows i'm i'm all into that he like doesn't question it or anything doesn't give me any shit for it like i have broomsticks hanging above my doors in my apartment i have candles burning Uh for like five days straight without it like we leave (laughs) Uh oh dang and he just doesn't
0: he's like okay yeah he's
2: like this is this is who you are
1: (laughs) my house will always smell like sage yeah (laughs) yeah and
2: like i think the only time he did question was when he saw the broomsticks because he said it looked like Blair Witch He was like he like walked in, he was like, Huh. Oh God, this
1: like this people yeah, out of all the
2: things, you know, he'll look at the broomsticks, you know, but um yeah. He he's really open to it. He is, yeah. But when it comes from me, it's it's different. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh.
0: No, that's that's crazy. That's that awesome. That is
1: crazy. So was that kind of the start of like going all in on this like spiritual healing yeah. journey?
2: So I felt lost once mm-hmm. I closed the store. And um, it just so happened my birthday was coming around and I was like, you know what? I need to leave. Like, Sedona was calling me. Mm -hmm. And so I went with my friend to Sedona and this was like the trip, like, I just to figure stuff out, Mm -hmm. you know, of like what I'm going to do in my life. That was like my my tower moment. Right. So like everything I knew, everything I was doing, it just wasn't clicking for me anymore. Like it just clothing and all that is is dope, but it's very surface based, you know, Mm -hmm. and I i wanted more of how people would come to the store and like talk to me like i wanted more of that like deep Mm -hmm. deeper conversation deeper connection Mm -hmm. i wanted to help more Mm -hmm. you know so i thought about going back to school for psychology and then robin was like uh-uh you're gonna <laughs> take that home with you and i was like oh you're <laughs> robin, analyze you're so everything right? yeah. you know because yeah. like that's just how i operate i feel like i psychoanalyze uh-huh. people all the time so he's kind of right on that front not anymore like i used to be but then um after my trip from sedona i had a reading with a psychic and she knew that I wanted to get married, you know, and I never pressured Robin about that. But she was like, "You need to tell him. <laughs> you need to tell him to give you a ring," you know. And I was like, "Damn, okay." So once I came back, I'm like, "I need a ring <laughs> <I'm like>, now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was something that was already within me, and uh-huh. I needed that fire to that motivation uh-huh. to ask for it and yeah like a couple months later he got one right hey
0: it worked (laughs) worked. (laughs)
2: but you know like just kind of like remembering that i had that power to to command things to come to me to claim things and you know throughout my whole life i've been pretty good about that when i want something it it comes to me you know but now it's getting to the point of like no it's mine already right (laughs) like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so um wanted to go school for psychology got turned down from robin <laughs> you know he was like no you're gonna bring it home like a uh-huh. year or so right and then um someone a friend of mine she told me that she was surprised that i wasn't looking into nursing and nursing is something that i have shunned out of my life ever since i was out yeah. of the womb uh-huh, yeah i have told my mom no a every filipino times. mom is like, like, yes you need to get into nursing and it was hard because like my mom you know she was a nursing home administrator for over 40 patients so i grew up with that Mm -hmm. you know the classic filipino story you know every time i come home from school it wasn't even going home it was going to the nursing Nursing home home. and i it was so traumatizing for Mm -hmm. me you know it really was as a child um long-term care facility is is just no matter how good the intentions are it's Mm -hmm. it's just pretty tough yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. it's really tough and challenging so um i said no all the time and i even got a scholarship like a full ride scholarship just nope, to be like nope yeah, mom yeah yeah nope <laughs> so she would have nothing hanging over me uh-huh. you know like, i did it but i'm not gonna go yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then um when my friend brought that up to me about me becoming a nurse because i had like taken care of her before like, I don't know, the the caring, the nurturing nature mm. is what she saw. And I just didn't think about that. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. So I looked it up. I looked at what programs I could apply to or whatever. And I saw that the um, UH had a Gepin in program for accelerated. So because I had my bachelor's already. Mm-hmm. So you can get your doctorates in nursing practice. Oh, wow. As like for me, uh-huh. i a bachelorette in a bachelorette, bachelor, bachelor <laughs> um, in journalism. Yeah. And. Yeah, I worked at a long-term care facility. I had another tower moment. (laughs) at The dark night of the soul. That's what they call it in spirituality, the dark night of the soul. And um, I was depressed. It was really hard. I was crying at work every Uh day. You know, I've been through so much stuff in my life, but nothing prepares you for... Caring for people like that, yep. you know, and working with at others. that stage of those are yeah. yeah.
1: angels, I swear.
2: Right, and like just working with other people who who don't really care, mm. you know, like they're oh, just yeah. there yeah. for the money, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh. and that was really hard for me because a lot of them were tainted. They've been in the you know nursing for years, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But here I am coming in bushy tailed, bright eyed, <laughs> right? Yeah, and like this is not what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys don't really care, you know. Like that was really like a really hard uh-huh. pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. So I dreaded going to work every day and like i lost so much weight and i remember working night shift and i felt crazy every time i did like a night shift round like not being home mm-hmm. with like my family yeah. and like sleeping in the same bed like i just i really had no idea like what the fuck was yeah, yeah, up for. Yeah. and i'm kind of glad that i went through it so that i knew right yeah yep. for sure yeah and then and then i got into um you know i had a migraine after a night like a night shift and i was taking a shower i laid down you know to relax and then i saw that you know i had lights coming out of my hands or like glowing lights and that was so weird i was like what's happening i was like oh i must be delirious because i'm like (laughs) so freaking sleepy Uh so i just laid down and then i saw like this red throbbing light come from the front of my forehead because of my it was i had a migraine uh i was like what if on? i put this cold light on my forehead will it help cool it down so i did that and then like next thing you know 30 minutes pass and then the headache went away and i think i had fallen asleep because i was playing like crystal sound bath music trying uh-huh. to trying to like yeah relax to calm down you know mm-hmm. and i saw like all of my and i had no idea about chakras i was like mm-hmm. i had no idea and i saw all of it lit within me oh crazy and i was like what's happening but whatever I'm just gonna do it and then I fell asleep the next day I hit up my teacher who did energy healing and Reiki and I was like what the fuck happened to me and she was like you just did Reiki on yourself wow and I was like what you know and had reiki done once before on me Uh and um i was going to my teacher for hypnotherapy for a long time so it it wasn't like my first exposure to it but you you
1: probably you didn't you didn't didn't know when you did it yeah i
2: didn't know like the concept of it like Mm -hmm. what it was i didn't even know what the process was and then to be able to just intuitively do it on my own was Mm -hmm. crazy you know And that's when i started getting my certification and just started kind of like learning these things for self you know Mm -hmm. like what will help me create better boundaries what will help me be more like high energy and like protecting myself and my my everything you know so Mm -hmm. i learned it for self and yeah i mean i'm gonna fast forward because this is a long freaking story because i could talk forever about (laughs) it but um i was I basically did all of my prereqs to get into the program. And when it came down to applying for it after COVID, and I worked in COVID, I worked in the ER, in the triage. You you did? So I was the first person you saw when you had COVID. And I felt that tower. Like everything was all good, you know, before COVID. I was on the path of like, okay, doing nursing, gonna Mm -hmm. go into nursing. Then COVID hit. And. Losing my department, my department like just was dismantled and then I like started floating everywhere and like everything was unknown. Everyone was trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. And then being floated down to ER triage. I was just a CNA. I was a certified nurse aide. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even a nurse mm-hmm. and I was going into triage that's already. crazy, yeah. Right.
0: It put you right into the front line. huh yeah.
2: Yes. And then um taking care for COVID people, you know, like that that's what steered me away. And I was like, you know what? This is this is all very band-aid solutions and what i want i want deeper mm-hmm. like deeper healing things you know and like mm-hmm. during um my my time at the hospital i was doing breath work with cl- like with patients i was calming them down i was doing reiki on them too you know and like just the calmness they would get just from that you know it made me realize like this is the work i want to do yeah so when it came to submitting my application i'm like nah, i'm good like yeah and i told robin this was like in November 2019, I was like, "I'm gonna quit the mm-hmm. hospital," and of course, he freaked the fuck out. You yeah, know? Like, What's going on? Like, what? Because <laughs> he he knows me. He knows if I am decided about something, I will do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So every day he'd come home from work. Did you quit? Like, like <laughs> afraid, you know? Because during the pandemic, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, we yeah. weren't DJing. Yeah, yeah. You know, totally. so that like we didn't have that kind of income, you mm-hmm. know. But there was just something in me that was like, no, I need to get the fuck out. You know, nice. and at the time I was doing um, Reiki already for people online and building my client base and all the things. So that's the work I wanted to do. So, yeah, fast forward. I'm here now. I'm doing this full time. And then DJing just got like a weird revival, which was cool. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> that's cool to see. But it's I like it because it's it's two ends of the spectrum. Like I go from something really public, which is DJing and very socially training. <laughs> But then I go to something private, like my energy healing, my tarot. And that's that's like between me and my client. So intimate. Yeah, yeah super intimate. Yeah. So it's right now I'm kind of going with the flow i'm i'm, I'm liking the flow that's yeah. awesome yeah it's so
0: cool to see like you know all the different things you're involved in to get you to this point you yes. know and
2: like and there's little hints there's breadcrumbs there yeah. in every aspect uh-huh. of my life Did there and was
1: something you need to learn from nursing yes i had to go to
2: nursing to learn i had, to, mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. to, learn. I yep. had to i mm-hmm. had to have gone through it to know what it felt like you mm-hmm. know and i i understand like, that's, that's the lesson I need to learn. I had to be there during COVID. I knew that, you know. Mm-hmm. But once the universe or, you know, like, divine, whoever I, I was talking to at the time, they were like, okay, you're good now. Mm-hmm. We don't need your help anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go, can leave now. Yeah, yeah, go do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Do
1: you feel like it's all kind of, like, led you to this point? Like, all of those little things? I'd like
2: to believe so, mm-hmm. and I, I do see it. But then there are other things that do confuse me, you know, because... You know, I, I grew up thinking that once I go to school, you know, that the very formula based. Yeah. yeah. Right. So sometimes that will come up, you know, and I have to discern mm-hmm. if that's like really me or is that like just, I don't know, my upbringing, you know. Mm-hmm. So that still comes up, you know, and and that's something I, I never want to promote is that I'm like healed and I'm like this. I don't know like i'm sitting on a cloud you know like telling people what to do like that's that's definitely not what i'm promoting mm-hmm. i think for me i i an, i know that i'm human and that i'm healing too and for me like if my mentors my healers aren't healing then i don't want it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i mean like this is a continuously like yeah. healing journey like yeah. it doesn't stop Yeah, yeah. right because you know? right. right. exactly. that's why we came to this earth is to to have that human experience and a lot of us you know when we pass we're still learning in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just what it is.
1: And <laughs> you don't come off like that at all. I try, like, I try really like, hard not, not to. It's super down to earth. Yeah. It's not like you're drinking like a quad shot, yeah. like co- iced yeah, coffee, I'm not, drinking, not like,
2: I don't know, nettle tea, tea yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> like turmeric. I mean, I like turmeric, but you know what I mean? Like to me, it's a balance. Like yeah. I'm, I'm into that stuff too, but like I'm going to be realistic about right, it. Right. You yeah. know, like yeah. I'm not, like I'm a DJ. Of course I'm going to drink, you know, (laughs) because I have social anxiety, you know, I'm not going to play off like I got it all together, you know, and I I remind my clients this all the time. You know, I think for me, it's just sharing my experience of going Mm -hmm. through it all and I I just want to empower them that there's duality there you don't have to be just you know like you good or bad you know that doesn't Mm -hmm. exist evil Mm -hmm. or good you know Mm -hmm. that doesn't exist to me like Mm -hmm. i think we go between the both all Mm -hmm. the time that's mm -hmm. how you react to different things, right it's it's reaction like what do you do with that info right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah Uh, yeah and always just trying to grow and be better and yes constantly trying to just better yeah be a better person I, more in tune with who you right are supposed to be
2: right I think um as long as you have the willingness and the awareness like mm-hmm. that's that's all you need you know mm-hmm. and I think the more that you can step outside of yourself and realize you see these patterns or you know what I mean like mm-hmm. then then you know you're growing then you know you're healing those parts yeah that, so I, that's my that's my purpose right now is to kind of help other people realize that and help myself realize that too yeah
0: that's that's so like inspiring
1: so you're a reiki master i I, I really so (laughs) that sounds very
2: what's the certification yeah yeah so that's 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 something that i'm still kind of like grappling with is because you know reiki is a very much commodified um practice now Uh obviously i'm not japanese and like it doesn't sit what is reiki for the so reiki so you know how there's like massaging you -hmm. know you massage the body they call that body work so energy work is massage almost like manipulating the energy so we are all made up of energy everything Mm -hmm. this table is made up of energy vibration and when it comes to energy healing you know the purpose of it is to kind of cleanse and like rebalance you oh wow you know so like when you go to the doctor you know like they check you like oh your leg you know it's it's similar like Mm -hmm. except instead of me giving you medicine i am doing the energy work to help manipulate it to get it out to clear you whatever Mm. might be blocking you Mm -hmm. right um we're complex as human beings there's different levels to us there's a the physical the emotional right mm-hmm. and there's also an energetic level yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so like when you walk into a room and you notice a certain vibe that you are not vibing with mm-hmm. that's energy that's such you a know? real thing yes you know? like and vibes, it is, yeah. your body is telling you hello be aware of this person be aware of this energy and it's it's trying to protect you from it, you know. So just being weary of that, yeah.
1: And it's all connected too. It's not like energy is here and no, it emotions it's are everything. here, physical is here. Well, like your yeah. energy right. affects yeah, your physical mm-hmm. and it's all connected, right? hundred
2: percent. So for me, like to go back to the you know, when I first did Reiki on myself, I had a migraine. And usually mm-hmm. when you have a migraine, it's either you are not living your authentic life. Mm. you know oh. or you are so stressed out that like you're stressed out on all levels like your body is tired you're yep. emotionally tired you know and because there is a you know you can be passionate about something and you'll do it till the very end oh, and I then feel you, that. you'll just yeah. be physically tired yeah. right yeah. Mm-hmm. but then when it's a migraine that means that it's something that you should not be spending your energy on mm. Or it could mean that you're blocking your psychic ability. So a lot of people have that. So mm-hmm. I have clients who have really intense migraines it's because they haven't accepted that they have this ability. Everyone's That's psychic. Good. Everyone is. Yeah, yeah. It's just, again, who is willing to to see it? You know, what's crazy. I, I get migraines
0: all the time. So I need a
2: good time. <laughs> yes. I, 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 just think, I just think
0: it's like I'm super stressed, but I don't no, know. No, you never no, know. No. It's, it's a combo <laughs> of
2: different things, you know? So usually I just think, when I think of migraines, I think of a block because it's it's inflamed, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. So that's why mm-hmm. I cool down my head. Whoa. It's yeah. So like overactive or not, it's blocked. Like you just not accepting. Like oh wow, your like he's getting like right chills. <laughs> I feel am I like, like yo, yeah. Especially if you've had them for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've been
0: getting a lot of migraines. Yeah,
2: even um like people with like throat problems like if they don't talk enough or whatever illnesses will manifest Mm -hmm. so like like thyroid problems i have Mm -hmm. clients have thyroid problems because they don't speak up enough like speak mm-hmm. up their boundaries or anything you wow know? um if you have neck problems that's another thing you don't have boundaries. it's hard for you to do boundaries separate. i'm saying this because it's me i also have neck yeah. problems <laughs> you know so like when that when, friend is me yeah when i'm when i'm over giving of my time and energy my neck will start to hurt my shoulders mm, will start to goodness. hurt and then i'll start to do this yes. oh i feel that and yeah so everyone's like straight yeah, and, yeah, back, like, oh, and oh. i just cracked my back just now yeah. but when your back feels heavy it's because Things are happening on multiple levels. It's not just a physical thing, you know. Uh-huh. So, like, um, if you're, if there's a particular area, like your right side is more sore than your left. I you know we divide it by masculine feminine so this is the masculine side so you're doing too much action things you know Mm -hmm. too much analyzing you need to be more in like the flow of the feminine Mm flow yeah so there's a lot that's
0: crazy it's a lot yeah
2: and like so people will come to me and they don't even have to say anything and I already know that's crazy you know and, yeah. and and even just being able to say it, it it does take a lot of courage to say it out loud to someone you know mm-hmm. especially someone you don't know mm-hmm. and i'm realizing that now as i'm getting older is like a lot of people are still very afraid to say it you oh, know yeah 100% yeah but yeah so um reiki master back to that sorry I'm really uncomfortable with calling myself a master because it's just, you know, it it has so much different connotations with that. So I do like to call myself a Reiki teacher. Mm -hmm. And like I, when all of my services talks about energy healing, it's more general, you know, for me because I don't just do Reiki. Mm -hmm. If anything, I don't do Reiki at all. I do more of my ancestral and my intuitive healing. And that's stuff I've learned since I was a kid from like my family and my grandma, you know, or like, you know your body will tell me what it needs you know mm-hmm. or your ancestors will mm-hmm. tell me what it needs you know yeah
1: do you see do you, are you i don't know what the like void like clairvoyant or whatever but like when you because you can see guides spiritual guides
2: so for me i can't see i'm more of a clairvoyant so i feel them mm-hmm. or i kn- i just know mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. I'm also Claire Audience, that's why I'm a DJ. Oh, so hearing ah. So there's like five clairs. There's Claire That's the psychic ability of hearing. So I hear things that no one else does, you know. And then um, I should have known that from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like music, and yeah. everything. Always, all DJs are Claire. Well, the the good ones anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're Claire right? Um, so people will speak to me. You know, I'll hear, you know, messages or whatever. And then knowing just, it just comes up in my head, you know. Um, what else was there? Clair- There's also clairgustation, which is like psychability of taste. Oh. So oh, I have that too. Yeah. Whoa. It's
1: almost like when you, some people can smell like a uh, something that reminds mm-hmm. them of. So, but then like you a have memory,
2: to yeah. So, oh, a like, memory? yeah. So, like, for I don't know, maybe for you. Uh-huh. Okay, did your grandma wear like a perfume or anything like that, or there was a particular smell about her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, do you sometimes smell I it? I do. Still? Yep. 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 Yeah. Right so, there.
0: I just yeah. yeah, yeah so, that's yeah. How I'm visiting you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Because yeah.
2: yeah. like my grandma would come in and she'd smell like white flower and flowers, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "Hi, grandma." hi nana uh, you know yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. so that's psychic ability
3: uh-huh. of smell
0: yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah oh yeah she visits me all the time man. yeah she does yeah, yeah. I, I dream of her all the time she
2: because yeah, so. she's visiting you uh-huh. you know yeah, and we uh-huh. are so
1: close yeah, no and, yeah, that, yeah.
0: and that's
2: what it is you know yeah. like i'm sure you were the last family member she visited too in mm-hmm. your dreams yep yeah. yeah we
0: always i have like this group chat that we always talk about and like yeah she visits often yeah so it's it's were you again. the
2: Oh you weren't the last Grandchild though Yeah
0: Like the youngest Yeah
2: cause your sisters Yeah yep, they were yep, the youngest yep, yep. But I'm you were s- You were still the closest she You had most of her Yeah I lived with her Her, her lifetime Yeah so yeah. it's like You know mm-hmm.
0: When my parents were working She would She raised yep. me And then same oh. with me.
2: My grandma's the same. So we so, had like a really tight connection. Yeah, like so, a soul connection. Yeah, that mm. they have. that's that's your matriarch. You know what I mean? Like that's that's who you talk to every time when you pray to someone or mm-hmm. you know when you oh. need guidance, right? Yeah yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. Same. So for for me, like, I'm I'm attracted to people who have had grandmas as like their main like parenting mm. source, basically. Because I had my that. Gra- my
1: yeah. mom's mom was
2: that. Yeah. My
1: main like main. I was with her more than my mom. Probably. Yeah. Same mm. here.
2: Same here. You know, and like, th- I just got chicken skin right yeah, now. Yeah. Cause they can hear.
1: us. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, like it's just, you know, a lot of people, like they pray to God or they talk to God or like whenever we do, when I do energy healing, I'm not, I'm speaking to like universe too, but what helps me connect more is my ancestors, mm-hmm. like my ancestors, because I know them. Mm-hmm. I know their faces. Mm-hmm. I know them. And even the ones I haven't met, I know th- I can feel yeah, their yeah, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? And so like when I do client sessions, I always call in their healed ancestors because we don't want the ones that are still healing. We right, want yeah, the ones yeah, who right. have, have already gone yeah, through the path, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And um, it just, to me, is just, it's way more tangible that way, you know? And like, if you don't believe in god if you don't believe in divine you c- you believe in your family mm. Mm. you know yep. what i mean yeah so those are that's who i work with the most i do a lot of like ancestral mm. work yeah yeah crazy right I, know, well, I, know. I, know. <laughs> I need i need to schedule an appointment I need to figure all this out. yeah and like it's just um to be able to kind of hold the space for people and create that safe container where you can kind of like Unravel and, unf- and unfold like that's my jam, you know. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who are dealing with grief or transitions they come and see me, and that's that's my I want to say, if anything, that is my specialty, uh-huh. you know, because I've experienced a lot of death in my life, you know. Oh,
1: that's so powerful, though. Yeah, it's I-
2: it's like death doula, but not, mm. you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to go through the certification. Yeah, like a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but you know, I have transitioned people in my lifetime, you know. To, oh, wow. Yeah, so like my um. The latest was my brother in law. He was my age and he had a brain tumor. So as a CNA, I took care of him at home. Oh my home. gosh. But also as a healer, I helped him transition at the same wow. time. Yeah. 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 And to it's it's crazy. Like again, you know, like DJing. Yeah. You know, partying and then coming back home and like doing this kind of work is so wild to me sometimes Uh, yeah the two spectrums yes
1: so with your brother-in-law you worked with him like on the spiritual um on the physical side when he was sick and then when he passed and then you still worked with him yeah
2: on the spiritual i already knew he was kind of going and Uh it was that's the hard part facilitating that for your family you know yeah yeah. and i oh my gosh I, i knew what my my job was in that sense like i had to be the anchor for my family i had to facilitate that that grief for my family and i already knew he was on his way out and like to be able to take care of him physically and it was hard you know it's really hard caretaking for a family member mm-hmm. like it's just because you're so close to the whole situation yep. mm-hmm. but for some, and i don't know what it, i mean i know what it is but every time I go through that even at the hospital when someone, you know, when I care for someone, it's like, Someone else takes over my body, and I'm able to just do the damn thing, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh, and uh-huh. get it done. And then when I have, you know, when I can empathize or have the space to empathize and feel them, then I will, you know. Mm-hmm. And to be able to go back and forth between that is so crazy to me. That can't be taught, mm-hmm. like no mm-hmm. certification yeah. program, no master. I'm like the, you can't be taught that. Mm-hmm. You need to go through it, mm-hmm. you
0: know, to grow experience through experience. It. It. Oh, go through yeah. it to, to grow through, through it. it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. that quote right there.
2: Yeah. No, but. <laughs> it, it is like that and I had so many of that during the pandemic you know and I was like that's why I had to make the jump you yeah. know because yeah. my ancestors were rubbing it in my face yeah, yeah. all the time yeah. <laughs> yeah, like when are you going to quit you know yeah,
1: yeah. But, like yeah. you have a big job to do
2: uh-huh. yeah and like I know it, it does like a lot of people when you know my Reiki students when they get certified and this is what also kind of like makes them apprehensive to learn is that they feel that responsibility you know of of the healer, right? But it's like to me it's like, well, then focus on you, you know, heal on your heal yourself then. That's how I learned, yep, you yep. know. That was why I started this whole shit in the first place was mm-hmm. to to for help myself, me heal myself, you mm-hmm. know. But you can do both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You can heal others while healing yourself too. But yeah. at the same time, it's not your job to heal anyone, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they have to heal themselves. You can't heal them. And that's that's what I tell my clients too when I do sessions with them. Like, I'm not the one healing you. Mm-hmm. I'm just like turning on the light switch in you to be like, hey, heal yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm just facilitating them and guiding them, you know? That's why I don't like the words coach or reiki master because i just i don't feel like that i feel like to compare myself to gandalf you know yeah yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm like yeah yeah Yeah. gandalf the white and gandalf Uh the gray yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
0: Ah, that's awesome yeah (laughs) kind of like yeah guiding the way leading facilitating
2: yes holding i think it's important to hold the space and create that space because a lot of people they don't know how to do that on their own Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't cry you know what i mean and like for me that that's what my space is for is like for you to unravel and and do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I do breath work and it's really, really freaking intense, you know. And the whole point of it is to release, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you're holding up inside. And you can't do that at home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can't do that at home. There's just too yeah. many distractions, like too many, you know, people wanting you, you know, like their mm-hmm. attention and stuff. So, like, for people to come into my space and then I get to do that for them is just such a huge honor for me every time I do mm-hmm. it, yeah. Yeah. yeah and wow.
0: i think like for me or like you know for a lot of people i think you know like they don't realize like that that deeper level of what is it like health or like you know like figuring yourself yeah, out it's like it's mental, like, yeah, it's mental like health physical, yeah and then like even like especially now like you know how people are realizing more like mental health and all that so it's important. so crazy to see like the spiritual side of it too like yeah you know, like, mm-hmm. i grew up catholic as well mm-hmm. so you know like all these different things like you know they you know you know the feeling and, right. whatnot, and you, you too right so it's just like now, it's, like, just recently, too, like, through the pandemic and everything, I started looking into, like, my mental health and, yeah. like, my spirituality and, like, what do I believe in and, like, my values and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, like, yeah. been so crazy. And so I'm sure there's so many people out there, you know, like, they need that. And like,
2: they need it. They don't know where to uh-huh. start, Even for you me, know? like, I don't
0: even think I'm in Like, I, I've never got read or anything, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, I'm not even in it or anything yet. But it's, like, I think, like, now, after talking to you, like, I want to take that next yeah. step and, like, figure it out.
1: So I feel like that has been even going down this like spiritual journey it's been more and more of that like oh i am i am this like just discovering that i was always this Mm -hmm. and just like never
2: realizing it or something right yeah And, and that's something i always like to to tell everyone is like you know you're not healing to like elevate or like ascend or like become your higher self no, you're you're healing, so you come back home to yourself. Because, like you said, yeah. it's it's already been within you this whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to clear the way to come back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I always say that. Yeah. Right. That's, it's it yeah. In,
1: interesting going through it as as a mom too and having like babies because the identity. I swear, mm-hmm. my babies came out with a fully like their own personality, yeah. their own purpose, their own little things, and then as they're getting older, I see them like. Getting insecure about things and yeah. like piling on these things. I was like, when you're a baby, you were just like yourself. Right. And you were your most uh, authentic
2: yep. self. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. right.
1: And then, then it's once you realize that, then like peeling back all those layers right. that were put on you.
2: Right. Oh, that's crazy. Right. And yeah. then like when you're a, an adult now, it's like, cool like who is your authentic self with all of these distractions and influences around Mm -hmm. you now like who's what's your home look like now you Mm -hmm. know and i understand like my my stepdaughter is very much in that figuring out herself the identity and we have to remember that we sometimes hold each we hold ourselves too much to these identity rules Mm -hmm. you know and like i recently like this year only i finally embraced that i am all of these different things Mm -hmm. you know and i can't be boxed in so like on my instagram you'll see me with the solange nose quote i can't be a single expression of myself because it's fucking true it's true i can't i can't Mm -hmm. just put dj healer breathwork facilitator you know like in my bio i just i can't i don't have enough space you know because like the solange song is It's a there's just too many bridges too many you know i'm like i'm limitless Mm -hmm. you know and that's what being a human is about you know so yeah and a lot of wellness people don't push that you know, they mm-hmm. don't. They they're still very much tied to these these roles or these identities. Mm-hmm. Which is cool that works for them. Mm-hmm. But for me, that's not what I wanna push. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I don't wanna push that. I don't I don't wanna push that ideal like what I was saying. But yeah. yeah. Wow, that's
3: awesome.
1: Yeah. Oh, I wow. love that. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I know. That's I crazy. feel like I could yeah. talk forever about like spiritual I stuff and Kobe yeah,
0: so <laughs> was telling me too, like just like last year, you know, she was like deep diving into you know like these podcasts or like these things about spirituality and then i remember seeing you like going into all through all that too and i'm just like whoa like it's so crazy because like you know like you know you grow up catholic and you're like oh i believe in this this is religion blah blah blah. but that's how i grew up too yeah Yeah, but it's like you can be spiritual you You don't don't have have to be religious we were just
2: literally saying that Mm -hmm. i think for me ever since i was young you know i was agnostic in high school and i had a lot of like my classmates try to like convert me or whatever and agnosticism is basically like believing that there is something but you know like i at the end of the day i control my life right and you know i've grown past that Mm -hmm. i don't even have a religion at this point Mm -hmm. but i'm hella spiritual though you know and like it's It's, it's just, it's crazy navigating this. And, um, I think for me, it's just, again, like going with the flow. I know a lot of people talk about balance, like having that work life family balance, but for me, that's unrealistic, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's, it's like being perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. and like juggling everything, but I don't want to juggle, you know? Mm i want to like go with the tide flow. i want to go with mm-hmm. the flow you know and this week i am djing on on friday mm-hmm. that's good but also this week i'm at manoa house doing all my private sessions you know mm-hmm. so in the earlier moments of the week i will be in that phase right and then at the end of the week then i'll be dj you know Mm -hmm. so just kind of knowing what my rhythm is like a Mm -hmm. like a dance you know that's awesome
1: yeah how would you say because i know like once you get into this like world of spirituality it's not all light so how do you navigate? (laughs) and like how do you what would you tell people to like you know get into like be curious and ask the questions and like go down this
2: world of spirituality but how to kind
1: of protect themselves from the dark (laughs) side of it
2: so again like i want to take away that that duality of like black and white evil and bad good energy bad energy there's such thing as a hive high vibe high frequency low frequency i know we know those things but i'm trying to steer away from using good bad you know Mm. okay um So for me, I'm very much a shadow worker. And what I mean by that is that that's when I get my most transformative lessons. That's when I grow the most Mm -hmm. is in those shadow, dark moments, Uh you know, and um, I'm very much not a love and light person, you know, Mm -hmm. because to me, again, I'm not trying to bypass or I'm not trying to like put this super positive spin on it Mm -hmm. i'm more of like realistic Mm -hmm. you know and what are what are the facts you know Mm -hmm. what is my feeling right now about this particular situation you know and not trying to pretend like oh i you know i shouldn't be thinking like that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like scolding yourself for thinking of that the whole point of why it's dark or shadow is because it was never illuminated in the first place Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't brought to the light Mm -hmm. and we have to love all those parts of ourselves you know we are both light and shadow that's crazy you know Mm -hmm. we are and you can't acknowledge one without the other you know and i think again for my advice for people who are starting to get into this do not be fooled by the love and light you know yes you can have love for Mm -hmm. anyone but sometimes you need to you need to deal with that shadow if you Mm -hmm. truly want to heal right Mm -hmm. and you need to know where that's coming from and you have to be curious about it not Mm. be scared but just be open and curious about it and if you need yeah and if you need help guidance there's so many people like everywhere facilitating that and again pay attention to like your gut your intuition and see if that person is the right the you know the Mm. the high vibe for you the low vibe for you yeah Yeah. so i I mean that's my advice is just kind of like yeah you can't acknowledge one without the other i love that i love
1: that because even like us growing up in the church or whatever. It's right. like God and devil. Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Stay away yeah. from, yeah. you know, do go because that is of the devil. Right. Yeah.
2: And it, it's so crazy because like when, <laughs> this is the one time I freaked out my mom. I um I borrowed this the book of Satanism, you know, <laughs> well, oh, in, yeah. Yeah. in, in <laughs> high school. Uh-huh. So that was the time I did freak her out, you know. But I was just curious. I was like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. what is this religion about then, you know? And when I read it, it was just basically humans acting like humans (laughs) (laughs) without not even (laughs) caring about rules Uh you know and that to me just even proves like some people they like they that's what they vibe with like Mm. to them that's right Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and who am i to like scold them or Say judge them wrong. yeah Definitely. and that's yeah. wrong you know even yeah, though yeah. in my heart i know it's you know yeah, it, yeah, for yeah, me a, it feels yeah, yeah, wrong yeah. you know mm-hmm. uh-huh. but you know that's i think that's just what i wanted to express like when i they keep it so taboo and so away uh-huh. you know yeah. when the whole story of and then this is gonna be going into religion because i i love the like i love actually learning about religions mm-hmm. right it's really interesting to me yeah um but like the devil or satan was a fallen angel right mm-hmm. so he was an angel before right yeah. Yeah, yeah. so what happened then you know yeah. he didn't think he was worthy enough mm-hmm. you know or he wasn't you know like god didn't give him the attention or like you mm-hmm. know like things like that you know there's like there's layers to this shit yeah. you know, which yeah. i could talk <laughs> about forever we're gonna need a
0: part two yeah I know. definitely
2: part two. but yeah no definitely like um yeah just be curious yeah, be curious. To protect, um, clearing, definitely clearing, um, doing all your mental health. Like, if you have a therapist, everyone needs a therapist, um, or whatever therapy you need mm-hmm. hypnotherapy, talk therapy, um, going into the salt water therapy, like that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I personally love to scream in the car whenever I'm feeling frustrated, like on the freeway, and then yeah. I'll open up the window so that it goes oh my away. Oh me and my girls do that
1: all the time. Yeah.
2: It's so cathartic, like yeah. doing things like that, uh-huh. um, doing things that nurture you and nourish you, and knowing when you have that fear base in you, talking story and telling you these narratives, you have to be able to again discern like okay is this voice keeping me scared mm-hmm. and kind of small like and yeah it's it takes a lot of fucking awareness yeah, yeah. and awareness. So, some days it's tiring you don't want you just want to go on autopilot yeah you yeah. know but this is the test to keep you present right mm-hmm.
1: yeah but that's my advice for that
2: love thank you for spending your time no, with well, us thank, thank
1: you so much thank You're you. Such we're delight. definitely gonna have
0: a part two i know a lot of people are curious yeah they want to explore it more so i would love well, to that,
2: huh? yeah i love talking so it works us out too. Us too. <laughs> yeah, i think
0: that's, that's why we started like, this right yeah. no and
2: like i love that like i again like i i really commend you guys you know for really like just going for it and just do starting a podcast is really difficult like for
1: us especially behind the camera it's very much out of our comfort zone yeah, so yeah. being
2: like in the spot you yeah, know yeah, and, yeah. Like, hearing, lights yeah. and camera, like and then whoa, everyone's other hearing other you yeah. you know and hearing what you have to uh-huh. say like that that takes a lot. Lot of courage so commend yourself for that yeah i think yeah. the biggest really thing fun. for us was
0: like we talked to so, like you know we, we've known each other so long yeah and like, we talked to so many people we have so many friends and it's just like we just wanted an outlet pretty much to just kind of talk story yeah. and share and like inspire and yeah just cre- create like, like celebrate like, what's curiosity yes
1: yeah. yeah. c- celebrate what hap- what's happening in our friends lives no, and I then love like that. you you know it's like such inspiring stories and it help, we don't even know, like, who it's reaching. But then from what we've been hearing so far, it's, like, been received, like, so great. Like I don't know any so
2: podcasts that's like this. So just keep doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. That's just, that's same the with us, right? Yeah. We're,
0: we're being present and just going yep. with the flow. And see just where going it with takes the flow, exactly. yeah. Um, but, yeah, thanks again for having yeah. us. Yeah, Be sure to you. check her out, rihannastellberg.com and her socials. Yeah, and so don't forget to subscribe, uh, comment, like, subscribe, and like, comment. Yeah. Uncut <laughs> Hawaii. Let us know who you who else you want on this, and what you thought of the episode.
3: Yeah, yay, yay! <laughs> <laughs> like yay! Thank you, thank you.